0: Well, welcome to Roadhouse Minute, the podcast where we review the best bad movie of all time. Roadhouse 1 minute at a time and where we always try to be nice until it's time not to be nice. I'm Roger. I'm Marcy. And it's just going to be the two of us this week, but I just want to I just want to say how much I enjoyed podcasting with our friend Roger Crane last week. Um it was it was great to talk to someone who had actually seen it in the theater. And, uh, I just, I really enjoyed all of the fun insights that he had and to podcast with, uh, you know, more than two people I thought was a lot of fun.
1: Roger, do you know something? What's that? Every new person that I meet, I chat them up about our podcast. Really? Yeah. Well, it, there has to be a little still glimmer of interest. Like,
0: yeah, I was going to say that, Hey, that, that might not give people the impression that you're looking for when you meet new people for the first time. Like,
1: hey, new person, let me find out a little bit of something about you. And then this most recent new person, I found out that he commutes an hour back and forth to our school. And I said, oh, what do you do? You listen to podcasts? Or, you know, yeah. He's like, yeah, I listen to podcasts. And then that was it. There you go. It was on. I was like, do you know about the movie Roadhouse? And I don't think he's ever really seen it, but he has a lot of references um, or noted a lot of references on – Family Guy? Is that the one that I told you who you did?
0: You're the second person to say I recognize that from Family Guy unless...
1: I didn't. He No, I know. I know. You're
0: that. the second person I have heard of who yeah. connects it to Family Guy, which I don't because that show, show has never watched. really been a big show for me. Um, but it probably connects a little bit more with like Generation... Z. a little bit
1: younger than us
0: yeah for you sure you know
1: the other show that people are always referencing is the office and i watched some of that but i didn't get my teeth into it enough to like say that i could reference the office all the time
0: yeah that's more a show that's in our demographic we just haven't watched
1: it. we just didn't watch it really.
0: well, Alrighty. well here that's we go that. This yeah. is minute twenty-five. This minute starts with Dalton finishing explaining rule two, and it ends with Dalton brushing up every everyone on some of the finer rules of grammar. Yeah. So yeah, we left we we kind of put off our discussion of rule two because uh, it started at the end of the last minute, but it really finishes at the beginning of this minute. Uh, so, rule number two, do you remember what rule number two is,
1: Marcy? Be nice.
0: No, that's rule number three.
1: Shoot. Oh, no. Is it uh, take
0: it outside? Take it outside. <laughs> oh, God. It, it's, it's almost like we do this at the end of every episode, but that's okay. Maybe by. Maybe in a you know 40 or 50 more episodes.
1: Never um, underestimate your opponent. That's
0: rule number one. We take did it that outside. one already. Be nice. Be nice. There you go. So this is rule number two. I don't know. We talk about it a lot for all the episodes. So I don't know that we need to spend a lot of time talking about it now. Do you well, have any we never
1: talk about like why it's so important to take it outside? Okay. And well, I feel like we analyze is this a take it outside moment or minute? for every situation that we've encountered. And I think in a lot of places, like, it's not appropriate to be outside right now, you know? And there's only in the the heat of a potential bar fight, is it really appropriate for people to say, let's move this to the out of doors so See, we don't injure the place or everybody else?
0: I... I think maybe you're interpreting rule number two a little bit too literally. I think... Well, you literally say,
1: was this something that happened inside? Yes. We didn't take it outside this time.
0: Okay. I appreciate you pointing out some holes perhaps in this uh, this uh, conceit that we have for the end of every episode. But I'm saying if if the discussion is, is there value to rule number two? Yes. I mean, from a practical standpoint, I think if you're in a bar... I think we've seen two examples, right? So the very first scene in the bandstand when Dalton sort of tricked those two guys into getting themselves kicked out of the bar, that's an example of good rule number two. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, when Morgan starts his body-slamming brawl, that's an example of bad rule number two. So just from a practical standpoint, I think that's a really useful uh, rule to try to follow in the bar. But, you know, if you want to try to maybe take this on a, slightly more metaphorical level. Don't you think there are a lot of situations where trying to like take potential conflict out of the situation where it might get started is helpful?
1: Yeah, but I don't think that we've done that. I think we've been very literal about it.
0: Okay. Well, Yuri co-host too. Perhaps we should reinterpret that question when we get to the end of this episode.
1: Well, because there's so many there's so many instances in the movie where it just seems nonsensical to to ask the very literal sense of did we take it outside so maybe we need to think metaphorically as you're suggesting
0: that's a good idea let's let's try that this episode i like that we're workshopping right here on the mic that's going to be really useful what else do i have in my notes you know there's a nice kind of wide shot in this minute of the whole crowd and as i think you pointed out last week like man they are a mess yeah This is a a ragged looking crew.
1: And they're not, I mean, you've got that guy all in white with his feet up on the chair.
0: Yes, that's Jack. Jack. He's really engaged. Well, he is and he isn't. I mean, we're going to get to him um, later on in this minute. I would say he's engaged, but as we're going to find out, he's he's very skeptical. Yeah. Now we get to rule number three, uh, where Dalton says, be nice. And I... I really enjoy the way that Dalton delivers rule number 3. Um I love his body language. I love the way that he just kind of, you know, he just kind of shrugs his shoulders like that. So, you know, right at the beginning he just says like be nice. Yeah. As if it was the most easy, obvious, simple thing to do in the world.
1: You know, it's about escalation, right? And we've been talking about that with our kids a lot recently, where one of them does something nudgy to the other one, and the other one does not decide to be nice. They decide to escalate it in one way or another with a look, with some body language, with some physical altercation. And all of a sudden, a little mini molehill has turned into a mountain of sibling
0: dispute so right or if or you know if you're a rules enforcer like say a parent or you know here at the boarding school where we work I think there's probably a lot of people myself included who could probably be a little bit more mindful of rule number three like you come onto a situation yeah and you can either you can handle it with kid gloves and be nice or you can come in you know come in swinging and it's it's not going to go as well for you if you do that
1: yeah, and unfortunately, teenagers like have this default thing where they think they're they're getting yelled at regardless of what kind of voice you're using. So sure. if you use the nicest voice possible, they might think that they're getting yelled at a little bit less initially.
0: <laughs> Let's talk a little bit more about Jack. So as you've pointed out, you know, right after we see Dalton explain what Rule Three is, this is where we get I think Jack's first line in the movie where he's just like, "Yeah, come on." and
1: is this eye rolling does he roll his eyes yeah where were we was it yesterday that we were oh no it was me I went to work <laughs>
0: are, you sure you I finally... to are you sure you want to tell no, that story you sure you want to tell that story no
1: no but um yesterday that was the first day that I've I've left this boarding school bubble to go work at my other boarding school bubble and um I was talking to people that I work with over there and um we were having this comment about how one guy's daughter is always rolling his eye, her eyes at him. And so we were joking around about like how adult rolling of the eyes would be appropriate or not inappropriate.
0: But yeah, I mean,
1: that's funny. I like finally had a little bit of an adventure outside for after a long time.
0: You were, that was a good job with rule number two. Um, I mean, not only does he roll his eyes and say, come on, but then when Dalton sort of comes back at him he's like okay yeah jack Jack has a very sort of juvenile uh response to to this whole uh delivering of the three rules he Um, doesn't believe it yeah no i mean he'll he will i i'm a big fan of jack he and hank i think are sort of two of my favorite characters at least among the bouncing crew and we're gonna see later on that he really does kind of I think Jack does a pretty good job of becoming an effective bouncer. He
1: figures it out. Um, But
0: but right now he's just like, yeah, man, I don't think so. That's not going to work.
1: Well, it's change, right? People hate change.
0: How do you like the scene that comes after this, where Dalton sort of, he reinforces rule number three by saying, you know, uh, offer to walk them to the door, but be nice if they won't walk to the door you know, we'll get somebody else, and you will both be nice. And he even uses this little – he he almost uses his fingers to, like, simulate walking to the door. Yeah, that's cute. It's an amusing scene. I have written down my notes here. He seems to have been studying all those parenting books that we tried to read. Like, yeah. this really seems like the way that you would talk to children.
1: I think he's delightful, and I think he looks particularly handsome and uh, sophisticated in his black-on-black.
0: Black. Oh, really? You've turned around. You were – well, you were not a big fan of his ninja garb in the, I don't in the last think, week.
1: I don't think I like the mini mock. I think that high collar on his neck looks weird, but it also like strangely looks 80s sophistication. So now that he's really like talking and leading the crowd, you're right. I've been swayed. I've been swayed by Patrick Swayze. But
0: he's he's very he, convincing. He is. He's very convincing. Yeah. Any other thoughts about rule two or rule three?
1: No, I think that, I mean, I think he sets a really nice tone.
0: Yeah, I really enjoy it. This minute and the last minute, I mean, as as our guest Roger Crane said last week, like, this is a big, important scene in the movie. Like, yeah. this is this is a turning point. This is where Dalton starts to really clean up the double deuce by yeah. instituting his three rules. So we get, after this, we get to Steve, and I mean, I have written this in a future minute, but like. I don't know where Steve thinks that he's going to win, trying to engage in a battle of wits with Dalton, but he thinks yeah. it's going to be really funny. He sort of seems like one of those, like he would definitely be a class clown, like when he was oh, still in school. I and was who- just
1: going to say, like this guy seems like the punk from high school that was just mouthing off and just giving everybody a run, every teacher a run for their money.
0: Yeah, like he he seems like someone who, he would like to score some cheap points, by telling what he thinks is a funny, funny joke, you know, get it's almost like with with Morgan out of the picture. Now it's Steve's job to kind of be the the organizer on the other side. If there's going to be any thought of anybody who's going to kind of not buy in and stand up to Dalton, I guess Steve has deputized himself. And so we get this we get this line. I don't know that we need to use that word on our podcast. Uh, if you've watched the movie, you knows you know what it is. Dalton's reply is fantastic, though. He's like, "Nope." It's just two nouns combined to elicit a prescribed response.
1: So let me let me interject something. One of the teacher books that I had to read for one of the schools that I work at was was called Troublemakers. And it was all about these people that these students that don't stay in line as what's expected and they're always kind of acting out. And what the the author encouraged you to do was to look beyond the behavior into what the what it's really showing, like what the trouble is, what the kid is suffering from. And I wonder if we have this man here who is not gonna fall in line with what our authority figure is asking him to do, like, what's his, what's his disconnect and his, where is his pain?
0: Well, Marcy, why don't you apply your professional development? If you were Dalton and you had read the book troublemakers, how do you think you should have handled Steve? Cause we know what's going to happen to Steve in about three or four minutes. He's not going to be on the staff for too much longer, but like, what is, what is Steve lacking that Dalton could have tried to give him, but didn't?
1: Yeah. Well, I think, I think Steve's pain is a result of, like, being wildly unsuccessful and getting older and older and older.
0: Oh, he's like that Matthew McConaughey character in Days of Confused, but he's actually kind of upset about
1: it. Yeah, he's just like, he has, has never had love in his life. He's never had a, a relationship that means anything, and he keeps going after these young women who how, how is Dalton get tired gonna of him?
0: How is Dalton going to improve that?
1: Well, I think what Dalton needs to do is introduce him to that waitress.
0: Need, is, they've been working together for years. They don't. I have, know,
1: but they don't see each other, Roger.
0: So you're saying Dalton should have been trying to play Minch and get he, Steve together with Carrie Ann so that should, Steve would have some stability in this life.
1: Steve needs a stable relationship. He's crying out for a stable, loving companion.
0: What do you think the author of Troublemakers would think of Dalton saying, it's my way or the highway?
1: Well, I don't think that she would appreciate that in the classroom.
0: Well, I don't think I try to use that when I'm in the classroom either. Yeah. Uh, But maybe if you're running a bar, you can't really have a lot of people kind of setting their own rules.
1: I think it might be a little different when you're not fostering the future of America or the world. And really what you're trying to do is keep drunk people in line. So they don't hurt each other or themselves.
0: Yeah, I only have one more question about the action that we see in this minute. What do you think about Steve's peculiar paper napkin ripping habit?
1: You know it it's one of those things where like I'm doing this trap. I'm like trashing up the place as you're speaking to me. So I'm destroying the double deuce as you're trying to exert your power over me. Wow. so so there, Dalton, stick it to you
0: that's a that's a that's a really deep reading of that i just figured it was some sort of like fidgety thing that he did because he doesn't really care about what dalton is saying
1: it's subliminal it's like it's like under the surface showing how much he doesn't care about the place
0: you're really bringing a lot of sort of deep thought to the minutes this week marcia i'm impressed roger i prepped for this
1: minutes before we got on on the all. And so I, I did think a lot for those oh, few minutes.
0: Don't ever change. Well, I just have one note about the script because I do want to read to you. So Dalton's Dalton's rejoinder to Steve in the script is a little bit different. And I just want to read it to you and see if you have any reaction. In the script, just like in the, in the movie clip, Steve says, being called a that word, that's personal. Dalton says, no, it's two nouns that when combined and applied within the constraints of contemporary vernacular are intended to engender anger and elicit a prescribed response.
1: Is that what Dalton says in the movie or in the script?
0: No, in the movie, he says half of those words. He just says, no, it's just two nouns designed, uh, two nouns combined to elicit a prescribed response.
1: Yeah, that seems better.
0: Yeah, Patrick I mean, I Sweezy. think I think what Dalton Vernacular? says, I think what like Dalton... I know,
1: I know that he's smart and everything and educated, but that that's a mouthful of words.
0: I think he seems smart enough as it is in the movie.
1: Yeah, he doesn't I, need to over vocabulary people.
0: This would be just kind of uh I think I think this would be over way too much vocab. I have a piece of trivia that I that I have read about. I believe this to be true because I've seen this in multiple places. After several of the uh, incidents of violence against uh, Black people in New York City by the New York City Police Department, uh, I have heard that they they really tried to revamp their police academy training curriculum, and as part of their, uh, instruction on how to deal with the public, they've inserted clips from this scene. That's wild. Like just this notion of, you know, be nice Yeah. uh, to try to just kind of get the attention of the cadets and to really just communicate them the importance of just approaching things with a nice attitude.
1: So they're using a, how old movie? 40 years old?
0: It's it's 30.
1: 30. Well, I'm close, though.
0: 89 to 21 is 32.
1: Interesting. Well, I mean, that says a little something as to, like, how in the media for the last 30 years, maybe we haven't come up with something better that they've showed of, like, this is, you know, how you should deal with people.
0: And I think it's just kind of striking, too, that you should feel the need to just say up front, be nice. Yeah, number right? one. Just presume that you should approach a situation by being next. Nice. In our character actor spotlight, uh, since we'd spent a fair amount of time at the end of this minute talking about Steve, I'd like to talk about the actor who plays Steve, whose name is Gary Hudson. Oh. Here's some information about Gary Hudson. Uh, he's born in 1956 in Newport News, Virginia. It's not too mm. far from where uh, Andre grew up in Norfolk. It's down there on the peninsula. Um, he's a dual American Canadian citizen. Whoa. And I'm going to say he could potentially be, believe it or not, he could potentially be the most prolific actor in the entire cast. G- I want you to try to guess how many credits he has in the IMDb. Don't cheat and look ahead.
1: I'm not, I'm just looking at pictures of him. Um, and a much older. He's an attractive older man. He looks like his face has been through a weathering process, but it's all well,
0: right. You know he he's constantly getting that little ice pack from Pat the bartender. So uh, how many yeah. credits? How many credits you think he has in the IMDB? I'm going to say
1: 42.
0: He has 130. That's a lot more. Yeah, well he's I mean he's he's a working actor. He's got credits even this year. So he is he is wow. continuing to do steady work. Uh, he's done a he's done a fair amount of TV work. There's two shows. One of them is I feel like I've heard of this show but never watched it. There was a 2001 show called Paradise Falls. He was on for fifteen episodes, um, and in 2009, he was on a show called Wild Roses for thirteen episodes. I haven't seen any other movies besides this one that you would say are particularly high quality.
1: He has a lot of movies here that kind of remind me of that um, uh, that generator that you were messing around with for a while. For
0: oh, the the Hallmark movie t- the or the Hallmark... life the Lifetime movie title generator. Yeah, g- g- give me some examples.
1: A lover's revenge.
0: Yes, that's a good one.
1: Angels fall. Sexual intent.
0: Ooh, these sound a little bit more like Skinamax movies.
1: Snake Man.
0: <laughs> okay, wife? not that one. We should. We should tell you what we should play. Love a game. thy neighbor. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Stop. I'm changing the game. Why don't you just pick out five more random movie titles, and I'll try to guess which which television network they're most likely to appear on.
1: Oh, that might need to do a double maybe i need to click through to find that out
0: no no you don't have to i'm just gonna guess
1: oh okay so we don't need to know the real answer
0: no 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 just for fun
1: the, the perfect boss
0: Roger, the perfect boss that's a lifetime movie
1: you have to see this oh look at this woman she's got like this bloody knife
0: that's definitely a lifetime movie oh my gosh all that's right give me, wild. give me a couple more
1: um dancing ninja
0: that's uh USA.
1: Defending Santa.
0: <laughs> that's a that is a hallmark movie for sure.
1: <laughs> um Two she's more. she's too
0: young. <laughs> she's too young. Okay, now I think we're back in Skin and max territory. Um one more. Termination point. Termination point. That's the that's the sci-fi channel.
1: Uh, one more missing at seventeen.
0: Missing at seventeen. And now we're back on the Lifetime Network. Wow. That was a yeah. He's he's clearly someone who's not afraid to kind of take any role, and good for him. I only have one more note about Gary Hudson, which is, uh, and we're going to get to this with some other people. His IMDb bio is written by someone named Glenn Hudson. Uh-huh. I'm just going to go out on a limb. <laughs> is probably his both his agent and his brother, and yeah. I just want to kind of. If, in case the Hudson family is listening to this, you should probably fix the typos in your IMDb bio because it doesn't represent your client very well. Oof. I don't have anything else. This is a shorter minute. So let's talk about uh, Dalton's three rules and we can maybe reinterpret rule number two here. Uh, but rule number one, never underest- underestimate your opponent. Expect the unexpected. I think Dalton does a good job in this minute of anticipating Steve's lame wisecrack and just kind of sending it right back at hundred miles an hour.
1: Yeah. You've got to think that he's used to this speech. Like he's developed three rules. The man has thought about these three rules. He lives by them. He's flipped over a whole bunch of other bars to make them more legit. So over the years, he's probably encountered crew after crew of numbskulls that are not, are not adhering to any sort of moral code when they work, and they're taking everything too personally.
0: I agree. Uh, rule number two, I mean, we could just say rule number two, we talk about rule number two in this week. Yeah. Um, So we could just leave it there. But since you want to kind of approach this from a sort of a a deeper level, how are we doing about, tell me again, how you want to consider rule number two from now on? I don't know. Oh, you don't know?
1: No, I just think it's kind of silly if we just say it's an inside or an outside minute.
0: Did we do a good job of taking any potential conflict and removing it from the situation? That's really what rule number two is about. There you go. I think Dalton still kind of keeps this thing with him and Steve kind of here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I think he also has Steve marked as somebody that he's going to have to get rid of. He just needs to wait for him to have a fireable offense.
0: Uh, I think that's probably true.
1: He's noted that he's a punk and a troublemaker.
0: I think he probably saw that during his observation night too, when he was just surveying the whole bouncing crew. For sure. How about rule number three? Were we nice in this minute? Yeah. I mean Dalton is very nice Dalton's as nice. always. Steve is not as yeah. usual.
1: And that other dude, I think Jack. He, he's not a nice, but he's just disbelieving. He doesn't know yet if he can trust Dalton's ways.
0: No, he's not a team player, at least not yet. Not not currently. But he will be. He will be soon enough. Well, thank you once again for listening to another episode of Roadhouse Minute. Please, if you can rate and review us on your favorite podcatching app, come and join us on Facebook at the new Double Deuce. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at, at RH Minute, And you can email us at Dalton says be nice at gmail.com. So remember, until next time, be nice. Bye now. Bye.